Welcome to another episode of Spiritual Gangsta Certified. I am your host, Illy Vish, and it is Pisces season, y'all. This week, we have Gemini Brown's weekly astro forecast to let you know what's going on up in the sky, how it's affecting you, and how you can make the best of this energy and the most of this energy. And I have my little talk about the beginning of Pisces season, the entrance of Chiron into the sign of Aries, and also this Virgo full moon. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Check it out. What's going on, world? It's your boy Gemini Brown here, back with another episode of Nalo Kicking Knowledge. Today, we'll be taking a look at this week's forecast, seeing what the stars have in store for us. So, let's get into it. First and foremost, welcome to Pisces season. Although the sun hasn't officially transitioned into the sign of Pisces, it will within uh, 48 hours or so, and we are kicking this Pisces season off with a full moon in the sign of Virgo. Now, before I get into that, you know, let's talk about Pisces season. It's the last sign of the Zodiac year, okay? Pisces is about endings, okay? Spirituality, imagination, illusions, okay? Uh, Self-undoing, all that good stuff. The unconscious self, the higher self, whatever you want to call it, okay? Now... I've been looking around on social media and things like that, and people dread this energy, and they dread this energy, I think, because it's so confusing. You know, it correlates to the 12th house, and we all know the 12th house isn't really understood, you know? And Pisces, like I said, it is that sign of illusion. So what we think we know, we really have no idea. That's like the whole paradox of spirituality. But I'm always telling people, look at all the zodiac symbols because they hold uh, lots of truth within the sign itself. But particularly, Pisces is uh, easy to look at. We got two fishes tethered together going in two different directions. Meditate on that. Just to give you a little insight into that, it represents the extremes of us uh, as humans, okay? And um, always keep in mind, duality is one of the universal laws or polarity, I should say, okay? Everything has its opposite. And we see that within Pisces. So this is going to be a really good time to dig into your spirituality, to rest. Pisces also correlates to sleep. This is where we, you know sit back, reflect, you know, spiritually, you know, we're like looking around. What have I done, you know, to this point? What do I want to do? And gathering the energy to do so. All right. So we're back in the waters here. So there are going to be things inside that uh, we have to deal with. And, And this full moon is about starting the process of doing the inner work through releasing what no longer serves us, 
alright? But overall, like I said, you really want to be on your spiritual game, whether that be studying more with astrology, tarot, you know, um, holistic healing, you know, buying crystals, whatever you deem to be spiritual, some type of creative artistic pursuit, this is the time to do so and that energy supports it. These are the ways and the, another good way to really deal with Pisces energy is to look at things how they are being look at think look at things how they are being presented, not how you want to see them. So people always so I'm wearing rose colored glasses. Take that shit off. Look at it. <laughs> look at it truthfully, alright? Be honest with yourself. Okay? So let's get into this full moon. So this full moon is giving us a chance to do all of what I said from the from the gate. Full moons are a time of culmination, manifestation, and releasing. Okay? So more than any other new uh, full moon out there, you need to be doing a ritual. And your rituals need to be um, centered around things that you no longer want in your life. Okay? One of the uh, best things you can do easy you know, meditative ritual is a cutting cord ceremony, all right? Now, with this cutting cord ceremony, so basically, I'll explain a little bit. You sit there, you visualize the energetic attachments that you have to people or things, right? Even food, right? Obviously, I said people, and you know all that, what that entails, and you picture the cord energetically from you to that thing, and you really, you want to dissolve that thing. You want to eradicate it. It is no longer present. Now, you're not going to just do this meditation one time. I would start it on the full moon and continue it all the way up into the new moon, okay, with a, a very focused effort. And then in waking hours, how you combat this, how you or or how you make it work to your, your liking even more, you take action, you make a choice to abstain from this thing or person, right, that you are cutting this cord with. So like I said, this season and this full moon is really going to be about taking a real harsh look at what needs to go and then therefore putting the action into motion to let those things go. I'm not saying, well, I think I'm just going to you know, I think I can try and do this or, you know, this me and this person, we can still be in each other's lives. We just can't do such and such. No, I, I think the best thing is to fully release it and allow yourself to um, be able to blossom away from that energetic attachment. Okay, welcome some new energy in. So with that said, you know, uh, Virgo, Virgo is all about self-care and self-improvement. So... That's one thing you can do. The next thing you can do is really look at your health and look about how you take care of your body, okay? And so, like I said, this is a great time with the sun transiting a water sign where even more our energy fields are more receptive. Doing some crystal work, okay? Buying some crystals, doing some crystal meditation, changing how you approach things, looking after yourself in a more spiritual way, changing your diet. Mars is now in the sign of Taurus. And like I said to you before, um, if you did with Mars here, we're now like we're feeling like easygoing. 
and, and earthy and, and, and chill, but we don't want to chill too much. We want to chill in the perspective, in a productive way, okay? So I mean, where Aries was exerting a lot of physical strength and energy, this is more of a like, okay, I'm exerting, I'm exerting energy in a planning or or in in a in a consistent manner by doing uh, particular uh, positive things frequently. Okay, so we like I said, we don't want to chill too much, and this Mars is going to be trying to this full moon, and it's going to be sextiling that sun. So your energy and and what you do with it and your willpower is going to have a huge effect on you know how this energy influences you. But if you apply it correctly, you know, you will feel that sense that I have released these things. And then you just have to keep it up there. So focus on building consistency, okay? And taking care of yourself in a more spiritual way, all right? Then the next thing Virgo corresponds to is our routines, all right? We all need a healthy routine. So we have to look at it. In the sense, especially when replacing habits or, you know, um, the security we have wrapped up in people. We're releasing people from our lives. We're going to have to feel that there's a reason why we're attached to those people. So we now need to implement something new in the place of that person or that thing. So take time to sit there and think about how you can develop a more productive routine and this can simply occur from being more engulfed in your spirituality doing the work all right remember that's what Virgo corresponds to doing the work the next positive uh, thing with this full moon is that Mercury the conscious mind is going to be conjunct Neptune and that's going to be sextiling you know Saturn Venus and Pluto okay so what it is, like I said, with the conscious mind focused on spirituality and things out of this world, it makes it a whole lot easier to get ourselves to do these things that I'm mentioning, okay, uh, as far as embracing our spirituality. This also heightens our intuition and imagination. So with the sextile towards, you know, those planets, we can have some real flashes of insights or understanding about uh, people, our relationships with people, uh, ways to achieve our desires, okay? So it's, like I said, got to be honest and got to see things for what it is. So at this time, you also definitely want to be paying attention towards your dreams because a lot of dreams are going to hold truth in there for us. We can be seeing things that are are to come, all right? But like I said, the imagination is going to be there and this is just great for visualization. So whatever it is that you want to bring into your life, you got to take some time to meditate and visualize these things. If you look up, you know, things regarding the law of attraction or any people out there uh, who are successful, visualization is a huge part of what they do, all right? So that's some food for thought, some things to take advantage of, all right? Uh, then this week, uh, we're going to have Venus in Capricorn linking up with Saturn. Now, <clears throat> with the full moon occurring as well, uh, things in regards to relationships uh, can definitely, we can be attracting 
new people, but here's the here's the twist on this. With Venus conjunct Saturn. Always remember, Saturn is older people. Venus is a relationship. So, there's many ways to look at this. And in terms of romance, if you are going to attract someone, it is likely there will be an age difference. You can be Saturn, right? And if you are Saturn, you'd be the older person. So, you know, as someone catches your eye and, you know, there's an age difference, it's up to you to really discern and you've never, like, dated a younger person. It, it'll be something there for you to, you know, really think over. But you may not realize it at first that there's an attraction there because, like I said, you it's, it's not your typical, like, okay, um, passionate kind of thing. It's an earthy thing. So you can be meeting people in the context of work, okay, um, business, anything like that. But keep in mind, there, there will likely be an age difference and there isn't anything necessarily wrong with that, okay? Um, on, the, on the next hand, Venus is partnership. So in the terms of business and things that we need to help us get ahead and, and march towards our desires, this can signify meeting someone who serves to be your mentor, okay? So if you feel like you need a mentor, like I said, this is going to be sex, talent, Mercury, communicate this. If, you, if there's someone out there that you meet and you admire and you find like, oh, we are like-minded individuals, I would extend the invitation to have them be your mentor. This is the the weather in which that can really go well, all right? So don't be afraid to do so, okay? And also thinking about if, if there are things within your own endeavors that you've been stumped about and you feel like you've hit a roadblock, chances are you need some guidance, okay? So really, really keep that in mind. Now, getting deeper into our relationships with people, this also kind of drives things up. It isn't necessary, like I said, it isn't a very romantic time. This is Capricorn. This is Saturn here with Venus. So things in our personal relationships can be rather serious. There's almost going to be like tests within our relationships. Um, I give an example. We can feel like, um, like, like say you're, you're living with someone, you're married with someone and they lost their job. This is a time in your relationship where you'll be tested to be like, wow, are we going to keep it together or am I really turned off that this person can't, you know, support themselves or whatever. There's going to be a certain reality within relationships setting in right now. And it kind of tests the cert, it kind of serves to test the relationship. So keep in mind, you know, how you're balancing with that. But people can be feeling like, yo, I want to end this shit. But it's, like I said, it's a test and it's going to ask you to really be honest about whether or not you can, you know, be in a long haul, serious relationship with this person going forward. So that's just some food for thought. All right. But overall, like I said, this is a really, really important full moon, uh, a chance to really let go of things that, you know, aren't really serving us very well. Rituals, uh, visualization. All of these things 
are encouraged right now. So keep in mind, we're merging the spiritual and the physical at this time. All right? So y'all, this is my interpretation of this week's forecast. I hope you guys enjoy. If you haven't subscribed to my channel, feel free to do so. Until next time, peace. another episode of spiritual gangster certified i am your host ellie bish and welcome to pisces season i'm a little biased i'm not going to pretend like i am not um i am a sun in pisces and i have mercury in pisces too and both of those planets right now are in my natal um sign so yes very excited about pisces season i know it can be rough I'm not going to sit here and pretend like it can't. Um, all the water seasons kind of, you know, cause us to get a little bit more intuitively inclined. Um, you know, be in our feelings a little bit more. Experience uh, things through feeling. You know, even if that is not our natural inclination. But I say to everybody, this is what I deal with all the time, y'all. Welcome to my world. <laughs> but, um... I just wanted you guys to have a good start to the season with an understanding that you can always use the energy at play for, you know, for your greater good. Like, I know water seasons, I be seeing people complain about the energy present, but these are natural cycles. So, you know, as we are made of the same things as the universe, these natural cycles that occur should also be able to tell us about things about ourselves. It should be able to teach us what we should be looking for. So in Pisces season, what are we called on to do? Um, It being ruled by Neptune, this is a type of watery depth that a lot of people can't handle. And I I feel like Pisces kind of... It can exist in multiple, like, dimensions at once. It's weird. It's it's very hard to explain this to people, but when I encounter people or meet people, I feel like my Piscean energy allows me to actually, like, really see them. Not where they are now, not what their troubles are at the moment or any of that, but, like, who they are at the core of them, like, their their highest version of themselves like their actual spectacular self so I feel like that's the reason a lot of times why um, Pisces gets a bad rap from people because like they'll be like you guys are delusional like you'll befriend like the worst people and it's because we're seeing past that also Again, I'm biased. Sorry, y'all, but going to be a little bit biased for my sun sign here, repping for Team Pisces. Um, Also, Pisces energy is very understanding of all of our connectedness, like the one of everything. If you looked at the Zodiac wheel as telling a story, by the time you get to Pisces energy and you're going to start the cycle all over again in Aries energy you know you've 
been through all the steps. So Pisces energy understands everybody because it's so Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer. We got y'all, understand y'all. But it seems nobody understands us because we're at the end. You know, dreamy, it's dreamy. Oh my goodness. Dreamy, excuse me, head trippy. I was trying to say a couple things at once. Hey, Mercury and Pisces, have things not come out right. But um, <laughs> I really love this time of year. I have been feeling particularly energized. We just left having um, Chiron and Pisces. And woo, if you guys think about what happened over the last eight or so years, the different things that have transpired in your lives, the things that have come up for you to heal, that maybe you weren't even looking for, but like you inevitably had to face them. Like you were flooded with like awareness of some of your deepest needs for healing. And even if you're flooded with that awareness, I guess what really counts for all of us is how we use that. Because now that Chiron is in Aries, it's time to kind of actually do the work work. So Chiron's the wounded healer in astrology. You can show the place in your chart where you can experience like the biggest wound, but it's also a great place of opportunity. Um, Chiron the centaur in mythology had this amazing healing alchemist ability, but he couldn't heal himself. So Chiron's really important too when we look at the fact that we're in Pisces season, a reminder that we're all connected. So your individual healing actually helps the healing of the collective. We just got out of Aquarius season where we could really detach ourselves in a way to view the collective from you know, an outside looking in perspective. And in Pisces season, I feel like we can understand how we're all connected and how our actions impact and affect other people. So, um, I have put up a post about this. If you guys haven't already, check out the Spiritual Gangsta Certified Facebook page. Um, that's the best way to keep up with everything. Um, you can go there for readings now too. Um, so it's facebook.com slash spiritual gangsta certified official. And that's how you can find us. But, um, I put up a post and in it, I had said Chiron transitioned from its eight year stay in the intuitive and misty waters of Pisces into the Mars ruled fires of Aries at 4.07 AM Eastern time on February 18th, 2019. As we emerge from a lengthy swim in the depths of our subconscious undercurrents and step into our inner warrior, we are called upon to take action in our own healing. So we spent all that time in Pisces season having to actually like kind of stay down there with the stuff that we needed to heal. When Chiron got to his 29th degree, the 29th degree was like, I always tell people it's like a there's a sense of urgency to hurry up and, you know, express this energy before it moves into the next sign. So the entire time we were dealing with 29 degrees of Pisces and Chiron, it was like all the things that had come up for years before that, that maybe you weren't dealing with as far as things that really run at a subconscious or unconscious level 
that you don't even realize are leading to your demise. Because when we talk about Pisces energy, we also talk about 12th house energy. And, you know, that ties into the whole theme of there are things that run on the undercurrents of our lives that lead to our demise because we don't see them. They're hidden by like this Neptunian Piscean haze. And because we don't see them, if we're not careful, you know, they're running the show in the background and we're just going with it. You're too going with the flow, which could be operating on the negative um, vibration of Pisces. So in order to kind of not do that anymore, (laughs) you have to really get to a place where with Chiron and Aries, you realize the things that came up for your healing, but now you're willing to own them. And you're willing to take action in your healing. So, you know, that's how I kind of look at this transit. And then I went on to say, over the next eight years, we'll have to not only face who we are, but we'll have to unpack whether or not that identity is restrictive or revolutionary. Um, Chiron itself is situated between Saturn and Uranus. And when it gets sucked into basically Saturn's orbit, its transit through a sign will be shorter. But the balance that it finds, like, it's kind of like a mediator between the two planets. So it's almost like we think of Saturn themes and then we think of Uranus themes. Saturn's about restriction and building and structure and wants to, you know, get the work done and make sure everything is managed properly. Uranus wants to innovate. It wants to strike out suddenly, you know, and these two forces are not really, excuse me, not really understanding of each other, but then Chiron is working as the intermediary between them. So it's just like, you know, you have to really pay attention to, are you living at extremes with your identity, with who you think you are? So... I had just said, oh, I'm sorry. Um, We'll have to unpack whether or not that identity is restrictive or revolutionary, whether it's true to who we are, really, or an armor to protect us from doing our own work. See, Chiron moving into Aries from Pisces doesn't mean, oh my God, the healing is over. No, you've really got to face things head on. Aries is all about the self. So Chiron there is examining the self, you know? What real work do you have to do in order to, A, acknowledge, you know, maybe I'm not being me fully, and B, once you make that acknowledgement, to make the appropriate changes, to heal the the wounds that exist there. Like, why are we compelled not to be ourselves? What restrictive energies have led us to, you know, not really taking things on the way we should like I was examining some of this for myself I am very tied into the work that I do you know with the Capricorn moon especially and Saturn being a Capricorn it it was on my moon for a while and it feels like my entire drive was like work focus and structuring things and making sure that everything was lined up appropriately for me to make working through and building the things that I want to do easier. And I realized something. I'm like, ooh, I was thinking about Uranus about to go into Taurus, which it is soon. Um, It had actually done that last May when I started this podcast and then it went retrograde. But now that's going to move forward in Taurus again, 
that's like innovation with wealth and you know material things and also moving us out of our comfort zone so I started thinking about wow there's a lot of different things in my life surrounding money that I realized had a very restrictive like air about them um when I first started working I was not allowed to work during the school year I could only work during the summer now my mom did that you know, thinking she did not want me working to interfere, you know, with my schoolwork. But for me, the way that I looked at it is like, oh God, I just got the summer where I got to get my money up. So it created this sense of urgency and this sense of money being scarce. And I had to re-examine how I thought about things. What was restricting me and how was I allowing that to impact my growth? What I want everybody to kind of do I want you to do a couple of things. Number one, I want you to look at your first house and your birth chart and, you know, see what sign is on your first house cusp, your rising sign, what sign rules it. Um, And then also look at any planets or anything that fall there. Look in your chart then from there at your, the ruler of the sign that rules your first house cusp or rising. There's a lot of different interpretations you can get just through being, I guess, guided the right way when you see certain things come up. But for me, I have Pluto in the first house. So at Pluto and Libra, I am a Libra rising. My chart ruler is Venus. So I did look where my Venus falls. It falls in Taurus. So this is something that's going to be impacted during, you know, this transit with Uranus coming up in Taurus. So I'm like, okay, um, there's a reevaluation and like a steadier focus on, you know, what I'm doing as far as the things that I like to possess, the the money that I like to earn. There's a reevaluation of that up. And then in my second house, I have Uranus there in Scorpio and Scorpio's ruler falls in my first. So this always lets me know that my innovation and my need to be different and my unique ways of, you know, viewing things that are valuable all fall back into how I take control over myself. I feel like with Pluto in the first house, that would tell a person, hey, like, you know, I've gotta I've gotta take charge of my lifetime, you know, this time around. So when I'm encouraging people to look in their charts in your first house, like I'm, I'm, I want you to see what issues you might be facing in the house of self, in the Aries house, technically the one, you know, the first house is naturally ruled by Aries, regardless of what sign you have fall there. But just look for little clues in your chart. Where does your Chiron fall? Um, what, what aspects is transiting Chiron making to other points and planets in your chart this is a really good time I feel like where we just have a sense of urgency to be more involved in our healing I feel like during Chiron and Pisces a lot of us were just kind of like I don't know like just swimming waiting in, in you know all the stuff that was coming up that we were figuring out oh my gosh I need to work on this and some of us were still trying to suppress it so You know, that had to be interesting. And I said there's an urge to expedite actionable steps in our lives that will help us to heal ourselves and face that healing with a warrior spirit that will be strong. 
Taking an honest look at ourselves and recognizing where we stand in the way of our own healing is necessary. That's another thing. Like how, so Aries is ruled by Mars. Mars is our aggression. So if we're thinking in terms of how we aggress ourselves out there in the world, with there being some issues coming up concerning healing here, well, what behaviors, what ways are we aggressing ourselves that are not working in our favor? So, you know, what actions are we doing right now that are self-destructive? You know, you're going to want to examine that stuff. This is an eight-year transit, guys, so there's a lot of time <laughs> um, to, <clears throat> to figure out what that is. It's not like I'm telling everybody you should, the moment that Chiron went into Aries, you were like, yo, I got everything figured out. I got it taken care of. But just know... The responsibility is in your hands to really face who you are. So you have to take an honest look at yourself. Definitely that. And because Chiron has to do with alchemy, another thing I want to tell people is one of the masteries or, or the master lessons, it seems that you can find a lot of different spiritual disciplines, is the ability to alchemize energy. So if you think about it, if we're talking about alchemizing energy turning lead into gold, so to speak, um, you know, with different things in your life. You do that in small ways when you are able to do simple things like, let's say you have interactions that work with someone who absolutely drives you crazy to have to interact with. You know, if you're focused on, oh my God, okay, got to deal with this person, don't feel like it, you know, and how annoyed you are by them. Your experience is intensified of being annoyed, you know? When you can master, you can turn that annoyance into something else because you can recognize the feeling of, okay, I'm annoyed, I don't want to focus on this. Let me put that energy, that fervor, that aggression into something else. You're alchemizing your energy. We're called on to do that too, but to do it with a warrior spirit. Remember, Aries is the first sign of the zodiac. It flies by the seat of its pants. It'll just go for it. I like this energy for healing, but I do want people to realize that this can also cause people who aren't particularly doing well with working through their own issues to be a little impulsive and come off a certain way that is off-putting to you. But, you know, just remember that's kind of par for the course. It's not, you know, something I feel like that can be avoided. And then also, um, we're coming into Pisces season with a full moon in Virgo. Listen. Listen. Okay? I pulled the chart for this and just was looking at it. And of course, you know, it's occurring at zero degrees Pisces. It happened this morning because um, I'm recording this now on the evening, February 19th, of the full moon. So it's already technically occurred at exact conjunction. I mean, sorry, opposition. The full moon in Virgo opposing the sun in Pisces. But I really just felt... I read something earlier that stuck out to me and completely forgot that, you know, this moon is conjunct Regulus. And for people just learning about different things in astrology, you might see Regulus come up a lot. 
It's in the constellation of Leo. My north node is at 29 degrees Leo, so it's technically conjunct Regulus. And I feel like this is such a, it's like a regal energy. Even though it's in Leo, it's still technically conjunct by degree, this moon in Virgo. So I feel like there is a grandness about this full moon. It is also a super moon too. It's super close to the earth at this point. It's at zero degrees, which is the Aries degree, which is like, go for it, go for it, go for it. You know what I mean? Um, so there's a super sense of the completion of some cycles that we've had to deal with. So, okay, we just wrapped up the Chiron um, being in Pisces. So that cycle has ended. And then I feel like this Virgo moon to me is speaking to me in a lot of different ways. Um, particularly for anybody that's a Pisces, a Pisces moon, or a Pisces rising, this full moon is going to hit your seventh house of relationships so this can be romantic relationships this can be your one-to-one relationships with you know somebody you're partnered with in some way a friend a colleague a business partner so you know this is highlighted now we're looking at Virgo themes in a full moon like woo <laughs> Virgo themes in a full moon. Well, we know Virgo is very discriminating. Um, it literally likes to separate what's different from what's not. We've come to a culmination because the full moon is when, you know, things are culminating. We've come to the culmination of understanding what's necessary and what's not. And for Pisces suns, moons, and risings, this is looking at your relationship sector. You know, what is going on here? What needs to ultimately just fall away because you've reached the point where you have an understanding that it's not necessary? What can you keep and what can you throw away? You know what I mean? And also, I feel like this moon is going to get us in touch with ourselves. Um... In a way that, and I know anybody that may have a Virgo moon, they might understand this. That's that's hard. I have a Virgo dominant chart. I'll tell people all the time. We don't. It's like you don't even think about deducing things to its lowest common denominator and figuring things out and picking things apart. It just comes. It's your nature. It just like comes to you, and it's very difficult at times to handle this energy dealing with your emotions. I mean, unless you're used to it. So there may be a sense, I feel, for all of us collectively of maybe instead of really allowing ourselves to feel our emotions, because the sun in Pisces is definitely shining a big-ass spotlight on feelings, but then on the opposite scale of that, you've got Virgo like, oh, God, feelings? Oh, oh okay, well, I've, I've got to completely understand these feelings. Why is this happening? And, you know, putting things in their little separate boxes and... You know, really deducing things down in a more logical way. Um, there may be kind of a sense of you resisting that, I feel, at this time. You know, there might be a struggle. It's finding a balance between your ego and, you know, basically your emotions. That's what this really can be about. 
And then, because we're still at a place where, you know, it's Pisces season and we're also in Neptune's transit in Pisces, it's like, these things are going to be conjunct in a couple of days and I'm going to love it. I'm going to love it, love it, love it, love it. There's going to be like this imaginative, misty, kind of dreamy quality to things. We can use it for like our positive good or we can use it for negative. What I mean by this specifically is you can be open to the idea that you got to be careful because things are not going to appear as they seem, especially during Pisces season. But on top of that, you still want to be open to the possibility that great things can come and always start with what you can imagine for yourself. You know, people will be like, oh, it was just my imagination playing tricks with me. Your imagination is a very, very, very important, fertile ground for you building anything, anything that's ever had to exist or been created. Someone has thought it up first. It existed as a thought in their mind that they imagined anything at all. I say it all the time. Telephone. You had to be like, I want to talk to somebody who's not here. That, of course, sounded crazy to people at the time, but it started in the mind. It started in the imagination. Now, Pisces is also very intuitive. I feel like, especially today with this full moon energy, there'll be an intuitive sense of understanding that you probably could do better in some areas just because of that Virgo energy that's all about perfection. But striking a balance with the Pisces energy, it's about that being okay. Because, okay, I feel like with the moon and Virgo anyway, it can encourage people to get picky, be irritated by small, inconsequential things, maybe not even really understand that they're being irritated by small, inconsequential things and therefore coming off even more dickish to people. But the balance that we have to strike is really understanding that it's okay not to be perfect. It's okay to have emotions that you have to work through that don't feel good. And it's okay to feel them and let them go. You know, feel them and just let them go. I'm telling y'all, like, this start to Pisces season is, it is lit. It is lit. So shout out to all my Pisces. It's our season. I've got so much good stuff coming this season to, you know, deal with the energy. This is technically the end of our year, astrologically, last season of it. Um, I encourage you guys, if you have not already make sure you go to astro.com or at least some other site where you can you know pull your chart get familiar with it it's really important to know how different seasons are going to affect you where is pisces transiting in your chart now what other parts of your chart is that energy working with do you have any planets in pisces are they trining anything squaring anything opposing anything like There's so many different things that could be going on that you can see now if you are able to understand this sacred science. My goal, I just want people to have astrological literacy. Like, I know everybody doesn't necessarily want to be an astrologer per se, but that still has nothing to do with the fact that this is so very helpful and just a basic understanding of astrological concepts 
will definitely, definitely, you know, give you an understanding about the world around you and yourself. So happy Pisces season, y'all. I thank you guys for tuning in again. We have a special guest on our next episode. (laughs) Cannot wait. I think y'all are really going to like it. It's going to be dope. Hope you have a great day. And everybody remember, if you want a reading, you can go to the Spiritual Gangster Certified Facebook page um, and book a reading there or go to spiritualgangstacertified.com slash readings and I can hook you up there. Everybody have a good evening. Peace.